What you won't hear much about in the media is detransitioners. Yep, people who go back to their biological sex after thinking or being persuaded that the solution to their confusion and pain is to take puberty blockers, wear chest binders, take cross-sex hormones, and then cut parts of their body. And this message is going to our young people. But the movement against the transgender trend is growing by the day. And the testimonies are so important that we need to listen to them. So recently there was a detransitioner awareness event. Uh, you won't have heard about it, except here on McBlog, because the legacy media don't like stories that go against the transgender narrative. But when this flood of detransitioners posted their testimonies and pictures on social media, people couldn't help but be moved at what this ideology is doing to our children. For example, uh, my name is Grace and I detransitioned. On the left, me shortly after top surgery, 2017. This was the darkest time in my life. On the right, me recently. Life goes on, life gets better. Detrans Awareness Day. And this is me in 2019, left and me today, right. I feel like back in the day I was naught but a caricature of myself. Depressed, unhappy, non-functioning and suicidal. Today my smile is genuine. We finally got some sun in Finland. Back then it was acted. Now in recent months, medical groups in multiple countries have actually called for putting the brakes on hormone and surgical interventions for youth. Oh well, except for the Biden administration in the US. Uh, for example, in February, following a review of scientific evidence, Sweden's Board of Health and Welfare advised psychological and psychiatric support as the first line of treatment, mental support. The board said it could not explain a 1500% increase in gender dysphoria amongst 13 to 17 year old girls between 2008 and 2018. Well, <laughs> that's what you call ROGD, rapid onset gender dysphoria. It's from peer pressure. It's because of making the suggestion to vulnerable children that somehow changing your sex is the answer. It's indoctrination in schools. Britain, the NHS has recently withdrawn a claim that the effects of puberty blockers are fully reversible. Although TVNZ's Sunday program uh, said they were fully reversible, even though they were challenged by experts. The Australian newspaper reported on a new paper involving gender clinic staff at the Children's Hospital in Sydney, which says, quote, gender clinicians are under increasing pressure to enable conveyor belt medicalization of children who arrive already convinced that hormonal drugs are the only solution to their distress, end quote. Wonder where they got those ideas from. Probably from, possibly from their school classes. Now, Finland has revised its treatment guidelines, prioritizing psychological interventions and support over medical interventions, uh, particularly for young people. And even here in New Zealand, the Melbourne-based Royal Australian and New Zealand College of Psychiatrists last year they underscored the importance of mental health evaluations of gender dysphoric youth over the affirmation-only approach, in other words, straight to puberty blockers. But look, let, what about the people actually involved? Here's two more recent testimonies that I've seen that deserve to be heard. And you won't hear, hear these in our media, but you will hear them here on McBlog. And first up is Ariana Amore. 
At 18, I started transitioning and I started taking synthetic testosterone um, and I was ecstatic. I remember as soon as I took the hormones, I remember telling everybody on social media, I'm finally free. This is finally the person that, you know, I'm finally becoming the person that I was always meant to be. And I remember posting it everywhere, guys, I'm almost there. I was planning to have breast removal surgery. Um, at the time, I was in a relationship and I had been with that person for six years. And I believed that this was my wife, genuinely believed it. After I started transitioning, I, I had been taking testosterone for two years. And after I started transitioning, I uh, just remember feeling, you know, I'm still depressed, I'm still suicidal, I'm still struggling. Nothing really changed about my life except for my body, you know? You know, transit becoming a man didn't really help me. It just changed how I, how I looked. And so I started looking for answers. I was like, okay, this isn't helping. This is not what I thought it was gonna be. I need something because something in my soul is missing. There's still something missing in my life. So ended up homeless and I was working out at the gym at the time and this girl had just, she asked me to go to church with her. And keep in mind, she worked there. And she asked me to go to church with her and I remember saying, no, you know, God doesn't want somebody like me in the church. I don't belong there. I didn't tell her that I was trans. And at the time, you, you couldn't tell. I passed very well as a male. Um, but long story short, I ended up going that day and I encountered God for the first time ever. I received so much and I, I felt the love of God for the first time in my life. That was yeah, it's a great testimony, which you can see in full on YouTube, well worth watching. But you'll see there that even post-transgender, the mental anguish, the mental issues were still there. Then there was an interview that Fox News' Tucker Carlson recently did with Helena Kirshner. I'm Helena. I'm 23 years old. When I was about 15, I started using Tumblr. I had an eating disorder since I was pretty young. There's a lot of messages that said, if you feel bad about your body, that means you're trans. I was just going through this period of like, I don't like how I'm treated as a cis person. I don't want to be cis because cis means you're uncool and you're privileged and you're an oppressor and you're bad. And I don't want to be that. In that way, I was really incentivized to try to figure out a way to make my voice heard in these communities. And obviously I can't change my race. I can't really change my sexuality. Um, so the only thing left was to start playing around with the gender stuff. So I decided to call myself a demi-girl, which is one of the 40 million genders. And that basically means that I'm mostly a girl, but I'm a little bit not a girl, which is just like, what does that even mean? And then after that, I went to demi-boy. And then after that, I went to gender, gender fluid. And after that, I eventually went to trans boy. But all this took like two or three years of just going through this repetitive cycle of changing this identity and changing it again. And it was just never enough. There was a lot of hopelessness for a long time, a lot of regret. The, the feeling of regret was intense. It's very sad, isn't it? And uh, just like Ariana, Helena had the same issues around comorbidity of other disorders, other things going on in life and needing healing of the mind rather than 
cutting of the body. She actually sat down with Tucker Carlson and did a bit further uh, interview. Uh, and just a couple of clips from that where she warns parents, but also talks about the fact that kids are not told about the real consequences of what they're going through if they want to change their sex. A cross-sex hormone, like that's going to give you not just physical changes, but psychological experiences that you can't just act like they never happened. You can't just take it back. Yes. And especially with surgeries, you know, a, a breast implant after a mastectomy is not the same thing as never having your breast taken off in the first place. So there's a lot of young women who are going through that who had a double mastectomy at 16, 17, 18 years old or even younger, that happens, um, who, you know, there's nothing you can really do to oh. put that that feeling of, of oneness and safety in your body back. There's a lot of people out there, especially parents, who are really thankful for what I'm saying because they see that their young girl or their young boy is going through this and the school is telling them, you need to affirm them they're trans, you need to transition them. All their doctors are telling them you need to transition them. And these parents, they know that their child should not be having these cosmetic procedures. So there's a lot of parents who are really thankful. There are other young people who are really thankful that I'm saying what I'm saying, but obviously, you know, you have the trans activists and the trans community that exhibits some very uh, unhealthy kind of cult-like dynamics who are really upset about this. Man. Yeah, well, we need to listen to the Helenas and the Arianas of this world and, and many others like our good friend Walt Hire that we've had in New Zealand to speak at our conference. Look, let's be quite clear. This is all a dangerous, radical left sexual agenda. It's, a, it's the same agenda that can't even define the word woman. Uh, it brings about confusion, stress and mental harm, especially to young people. And it denies biology and the natural family. It's, it's an agenda designed to destroy the values that matter to you. And look, it, it's time that we focused on healing the mind rather than the cutting of the body. As I've said previously, we need to be the loudest voice on this topic for the sake of the many other people like Ariana and Helena who deserve to hear the truth from us. Let's not leave the door open for our children to be taught about sexuality and gender theory by the voices of people whose agendas and values don't align with ours in any way. It's time to push back for the sake of our children.